Hello, everybody. This is Notes of a Goon. It's episode 110, I believe. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. We're here. We're having a good time. I'm joined, as always, by my stalwart producer, Mike Harrington. How are you, Mike? Feeling stalwart as ever, Chris. Are you? Yeah, why? I feel like you were really poo-pooing my uh, uh, idea a moment ago. No pun intended. Okay. Well, before we started recording. I don't remember poo-pooing a thing. It seems like you were poo-pooing my idea. And the idea I had was we should run a monthly chicken shit bingo here in New York City. And I think that's a good idea. I know that you think it's a good idea. Do you not think it's a good idea? Can you please look up chicken shit bingo in Austin and how it sells out every week? Yeah. And do you think that's just a Texas thing, or do you think it's to the hipsters that moved to Texas who thinks it's who think it's crazy and weird and quaint? Uh, I think it's more the latter. If the chicken. Sh- yeah, you know who lives in New York City? A bunch of hipsters who thinks things who think things are quaint. That is true. See, here's a fat lady. She's got chickens, and what they do is they shit on numbers, and you call out the numbers. All we need is a box, and the ability to clean chicken shit once a week. We need a box and a hose, Mike. I mean, yeah. And then we need somewhere we can go to borrow some chickens. Why can't old man Sutton's give it to us? I mean, call him. I bet he'd be down for it. We can have he. He knows how to run a show. He used to host Shiprock or whatever. It's factually correct. Yeah. And I found this because I I, I remember that I wanted to do this because I just saw an article uh, uh, online uh, where some people in Tennessee just rent out their chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So you just hang out with a chicken. That seems pretty dumb. I don't want to like hang. But if we could rent a chicken and we built this box. I feel like we can get somebody to build a chicken coop. My buddy, uh, Eric, is a white Rasta. And I remember he was uh, vagabonding around Australia at one point. And uh, he called me. And I was like, how are you doing in Australia? He was like, well, I built a chicken coop this week so I can afford to eat. Sick. So that guy can build us a chicken coop. You, he's back stateside? Uh, he lives in uh, Mendocino, California and grows marijuana. But he comes home for the holidays. So when he comes home to visit his family, I'll be like, I feel like building a chicken coop, bro. You know what I mean? I like it. Yeah. Um, For old time's sake, you know what I mean? We'll yeah, do it dude. together. I promise you'll eat this week. And also, that's smaller. Well, he likes like Ital food, so that's pretty cheap. It's Jamaican ve- vegan food, and since Jamaicans hate vegan food, other than the ones who keep Ital, it's super cheap. And it's probably the best vegan food I've ever had. Is that all Rasta or, or eat like that? No, just him and probably some other people. It seems obnoxious. Yeah. I always feel like Rastas don't need to eat meat because there's so much extra flavor in their mustache that's always curled over their lips. You know what I mean? Checks out. Yeah. He was like, I got to go to like a Rasta meeting. And I was just like, because he actually hangs out with like black Rastas. He's not like one of these poser white Rastas. Okay. Uh, How did he get converted to Rastaism? I mean, he's the kind of dude who like when he wants something, he's going to do it. it. It's just so a, a rapist. Uh, that's the thing. It's like he, he, he never really wanted for that. I mean, like most Rastas, he's probably gaslighting women. I mean, let's be clear. Uh, uh, Jamaican dudes be gaslighting women. I mean, we, we all know it to be true. I guess you're not allowed to say that. I'm not saying it's a black guy thing. I think it's a, specifically a Rasta thing. There's something in that religion. I want to learn more about religions on the show. You also poo-pooed that idea, right? It said we should read a chapter in the Bhagavad Gita every week and come back and see what we learned. I'm being accused of a lot of poo-pooing. You're uh, doing a lot of poo-pooing. Mike. I don't. Think I hear how long that bidet goes when you go in the bathroom. I do poo-poo quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I do not think that's an accurate portrayal of of the conversations we had over the last okay. twenty minutes or so. Mike, I'm just gonna say this right now. I just think, I, I think 
you should be more into this chicken shit bingo thing. Look up. Does it exist in New York? I'll look. I'm going to say I doubt it. Are you telling me that we, if we couldn't find, we could find, all we have to do is find a place that is bottomless mimosas on a Sunday and be like, we have chicken shit bingo once a third Sunday of the month. Uh, yeah, they do have it. Where? <laughs> Bushwick. When was the last one? Uh, I'm not sure. Because if it was four years ago, we're good to go. Yeah? Yeah. Is it like the Olympics? I don't know. I just don't understand. Tell me they already have this in New York and I never heard of it. (coughs) Dude, there are kids hanging out. Check this out. Of course there are. That's at the Bushwick City Farm. Mm, At a farm? We were going to do it at a bar. A bar does sound way more fun. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess that's out. Ooh, there's a place in uh, Woodside, New York. That's far. Nobody wants to go to Woodside. It's Actually, not that it's far. It's not that far, yeah. It's like by Astoria, right? Mm, I mean... It's, it's way closer than where you live in Bayside. Aren't you supposed to buy a car? Aren't you getting a car? Yes. When are you getting a car? ASAP. I mean, that sounds... I mean, Mike, look, let's face it. You're not car-bound. You're not going to have a car anytime soon. Yeah? Why, why not? I, don't, I just... I can't imagine you having your own car. Didn't you just give your car to New York City as a gift? I don't think that it would be considered a gift. Well, I mean, se. New York City took your car and they never did. gave it back. Yeah. And you basically were like, you can hold that. And it was, it was a nice car. I wasn't really cool with it, to be honest. You weren't super happy about no. it? No. Did they put it in a boot first? Yeah. And then they took it. Yeah. You let a boot take your car. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say let is the operative word mm. here, you know? Things Why didn't just... you hide your car? Uh, Why didn't you just, like, you knew it was coming. Why didn't you drive it up to your parents' house? Because where? They don't, their house is in South Carolina. Not at the time it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Were they still in West? You don't have a friend in Westchester to let you park a car? No. Burned a lot of bridges, Chris. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> so now you need a car. Now, if you had a car, that would be advantageous for both of us because we could do this show at different times. Yes. Right now you have to do the show when your uh, uh, bride-to-be, Alex Scarlato, happens to be coming to Manhattan. Right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Because you're not taking the train and you now live in Bayside, Queens, which is basically uh, 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 Texas. It's very far away. I mean, to be fair, I took the train here. Today? Yes. Is Alex mad at you? No. Are you sure? Positive. Seems like maybe she's mad at you, and that's why you had to take the train instead of getting a ride. No, no, I just had to be in earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're getting a car, ASAP. That's the plan. But ASAP for a car might be a while, Mike. I mean, you don't think you could get like a Vespa or something? You want a Vespa is pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, it's the winner. You can get like one of those half helmets and then have goggles and a scarf. I really can't be. You would look like a, a bear on a motorcycle. No? You don't want to do that? I really can't be Vespa-ing. I used to Vespa in the in the freezing cold. In the snow sometimes. That doesn't sound very safe or I fun. did it during Hurricane Sandy. I was Vespa-ing okay. around. Well, I'm going to have a baby girl pretty uh-huh. soon. Okay. I'm not going to put my baby on a Vespa. You get a sidecar. Chris, I'm not putting an infant in a sidecar. You know what you should do, Mike, instead of getting a car? Because it's going to take you a while to save a bit of money for a car. Let's, let's be honest here. You gotta get. You know what you should get. You know it's a good uh, uh, vehicle for you. You know those uh, motorized unicycles that they have. that are super cyberpunk. No, you know the ones I'm talking about. No, right? I don't. You have the two pedals on the sides and there's one big wheel in the middle. That's not a unicycle. It's a motorized unicycle. It's one wheel. You but know what you I'm said. Talking. It's got two wheels on either side. No, 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 it's got two pedals on either side of one wheel, 
and you balance on it. And guys have like full, uh, guys are always riding it with like uh, motocross helmets and then like full um, knee pads on. You should get one of those, man. You'd be cyberpunk, right? But you'd be kind of, you'd be the first fat cyberpunk guy. You'd be cyberchunk. I feel like you just went a long way to get to cyberchunk. <laughs> dude, cyberchunk could be your identity, dude. This is all I'm finding for these. Oh, no. these things? No, no, no. The first one. That thing's pretty sick. This one? Yeah. No. You you can't have handles, dude. Bro, that's... Look, scroll down a little bit. Scroll down a little bit. Go, go, go. Scroll down. Like, see that guy right there? See how, see how the one cool jumping? that guy? Yeah, see how... I mean, you wouldn't be able to jump that high because, you know, the weight thing. <laughs> but, like, you don't want to be, like, cool like that guy? No. No, I'm good. But also, look, here's the thing. All the balancing you'd be doing on the wheel would be good for fighting. Yeah, probably improve my core strength. Yeah, dude. You should get one of those, and then you get um, a baby seat for it. I don't hate this idea. Dude, it's a great idea. I'm kill- Cyber Chunk, first of all, that should be your fight nickname. Like, you know how, like, people, like, seven guys were named Bam Bam on the card on Saturday? You could be Mike Cyber Chunk Harrington. Look, you're, you're selling it. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Cyber Chunk. Come on, dude. It's like Cyberpunk, but a little chunky. I mean, he's got a little you extra a little stank. You should put a little stank on a Cyberpunk. This is not super. It's not that dystopian because you could afford uh, processed foods. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, it combines like Wally and Blade Runner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like Johnny Mnemonic and Wally, really, because you're like a Johnny Mnemonic kind of guy. Remember that scene where the guy has the, the the piano wire that's a laser in his thumb? That could be you. Oh, who could forget? Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. You don't know what I'm talking about. You're acting like you don't know what I'm talking about from Johnny Mnemonic with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I've I've heard of the film. You've never seen Johnny Mnemonic? I've never the seen the greatest Johnny... movie of all time. It's the greatest movie of all time. Dude, it's better than Godfather 2. It's crazy. And don't even get me started on Johnny Mnemonic 2, which is just a screenplay. It never really came out, but I've read it 7 times. It's super good. You've read the screenplay picture... to Johnny Mnemonic 2 <laughs> yeah, 7 dude. times. It was written by Quentin Tarantino. He made them take his name off of it, but it was pretty good. And my mind got really into I can picture Johnny Mnemonic 2 whenever I want. It's my happy place, is the the dystopian future, the cyberpunk future of Johnny Mnemonic 2. They can reboot it with Cyberchunk. Okay. I don't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable not liking cyberchunk? with this whole Cyberchunk Why business. not? It's just not, it's knock it off. Why? Because it's not, it's rude for rudeness sake. What are you talking about? It's exactly. You keep accusing me of things that I never do. I'm being rude for rude sake. I'm giving you this super cool nickname for your fightings. Mm, mm-hmm. For my fightings. Yeah. All your karate friends are going to be jealous. They don't have original nicknames like that. Hmm. The Count? Come on. It's fair. What's that guy do? Count? Like the guy from Sesame Street? <laughs> One. A two. I think he does slightly more, but yeah. Hmm. I'm just saying, the count is, I always think of, from Sesame Street. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's the first place you go. Sesame Street, yeah. You don't count. think of, like, the Count of Monte Crisco or... Monte Crisco? Yeah. Isn't it Cristo? I said, I, I can never remember, so I said both. You said both. You said Cristico. Yes. <laughs> Cristico. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Count of Monte Cristo. I'll tell you, Monte Cristo, good sandwich. Is it? Yeah. It's got ham on it. Yeah. No, I'm not a ham guy. You're not a ham guy. I don't like ham. Never. I mean, Easter. I eat Easter. I eat ham on Easter and turkey on Thanksgiving. That's the only time I fuck with those what two meats. What about Christmas? 
Christmas usually a uh, roast. What kind? A lamb? Like a crown roast? No, like, like, uh, a li- like a prime rib. Prime rib? Yeah. Oof. Killing it in the fucking Harrington household. Huh? We're doing okay. Yeah, hell yeah. You, it's almost like you could afford a car, but you should really just get this wheel with the baby <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? You know what I think is a good idea? No. Because of the Cyberchunk thing? I mean, that's one of many, many reasons. You don't like... First of all, I can't believe you don't like the Cyberchunk thing. Really? You can't believe it? No, I thought you would think that was really cool. When I was fatter, I would love the nickname Cyberchunk. Because it would be like that movie Hackers. Like, remember Zero Cool, but if he was fat. You know what I mean? Sure. What I'm saying is I'm worried about you. You need to lose some weight, all right? I'm, I'm worried about your daughter. You know what I mean? I don't want her to grow up without a father because of fatness. Mm-hmm. Also, if you die in one of some kind of crash in this fucking on this wheel on this fucking crazy <laughs> souped-up unicycle you're trying to buy, it's a <laughs> stupid idea. I don't even know why you came up with it. I don't know either, Chris. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who in their right mind would think that was a good choice. I mean, dude, you riding around on one of the, I can't get the because you look. I, all right, I'm just gonna point this out there. Here's why this is. I want you to get one of these. I feel like once you get you, it's gonna take. It's gonna be a learning curve. Like you're gonna have a black eye several times learning how to ride this unicycle. But Mike, I know you pretty well at this point, right? We've been really, we've been pretty close for a while now, right? Yes. Okay. When you figure out how to ride that thing, I can already see the look of joy on your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like. All right, so the happiest I've ever seen you for one moment was when that girl put your cock in her mouth and then said that she she was blindfolded and she said she thought you were black. Right? That was the happiest I've ever seen you. And I think you'll be almost you, that happy when you, you learn how to do the unicycle. You watched me get engaged to my fiance. You didn't look as happy. I'm just going to say. Standing by I'm that. just going to say it. Lewis looked happier than you. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Look, you have different priorities than the average man. You're not you, look. You're a different. You're a different type of motherfucker, Mike. I'm not. I'm not judging you. We're not here to do that. I'm just saying. Somewhere in between. I think. All right. So you're when you figure out the unicycle and you're going real fast. The first time you go real fast on that thing, it'll be. Prostitute thought you were black when she was blindfolded and had your cock in her mouth. Then getting engaged to Alex number two. Very close. Close. And then a uh, 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 third would be that. That'd be your third until your daughter's born, and then maybe maybe that'll beat that. And then, but then when you get the baby seat for the fucking unicycle, then that beats How the birth. Put a baby seat. How? How can I put a baby seat on this, dude? You're Cyberchunk. You're the one who engineers all these okay, crazy shit. This is. This is uh, this dude, is you're gonna run the, the Punisher war wagon and all that stuff. This it's gonna is, be crazy. This is inappropriate. How is it inappropriate? I'm trying to help. Inappropriate. What do you mean? Well, how is it inappropriate? You gotta, you gotta knock it off. What do you mean? You don't like any of this? You're playing too much. What? Are you getting upset? <sighs> you can say you're getting upset. No, 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 no. Why would I be upset? Hmm. <laughs> it seems like you're upset. It's. I'm. What would I be upset about? I don't know. These are all great ideas. I mean, other than the idea of putting my, my, my unborn daughter on a unicycle. Well, I'm saying that you're going to fucking get a lot of practice and you're never going to get into a fucking accident. Because I believe in you. I think you'll meet the task. You know what? I'm going to fucking buy you one of these for Christmas now. And then you have to use it. 
I don't think that's how that works. What? You yeah. can't look a gift unicycle in the mouth. I think you can, and I will. That's ridiculous. You have Alex riding around on the unicycle while you borrow her, her car? The mother of your child? That's yeah. crazy. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> you're telling me you're going to get me this unicycle for Christmas, then my two modes of uh, my two options are going to be to drive Alex's car or have and Alex... Then, and then make her drive that thing. Or you drive that thing. Why can't I just get a car? I mean, it seems like it's not happening, Mike. You told me you were getting a car like two months ago. It's been I mean, two I whole months. at some point. Huh? I will at some point. Mm, it seems like it's not a high priority for you. It's up there. Mm, not as high as this unicycle will be when you're getting some fucking sick air on ramps and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You seem like you don't really like the unicycle. I don't. <laughs> Even a little bit. Dude, you look so adorable. You have, like, the baby and a baby Bjorn, and then you're on the fucking unicycle. Like, but the baby's also got, like, a cyberpunk outfit, like, with goggles and shit. A fucking helmet. Just like... Playing too much. <laughs> you're telling me a baby wouldn't love that? I think a baby might like that. I also think you can't trust a baby to make decisions for a baby. Sounds like somebody doesn't believe in consent, Mike. I mean, Jesus. Did you ever see the argument that uh, people should ask babies consent to kiss their forehead? Have you ever seen that? Did we ever talk about that on the show and how stupid it is? I don't think it so. It might predate the show. That was something I, I that was a blog I read. And I, I, I feel like I try to bring it to high society, but people get annoyed sometimes when you bring stuff to shows with people. But it, there was this thing where people were saying that you can't, um, you should never. First of all, it was along the lines of like, you know, you should always, you should raise a child gender neutral. Have you seen that? There's like Swedish people doing that. I've heard of this. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna do that. No. No. Yeah, I can't. You have to be a real fucking asshole to raise a kid gender neutral. Like, how do you even have them play with other kids? That's the first thing any little kid... You can't have a little kid try to... seems like you're very mad at me right now, Mike. No. You're fine? <clears throat> yeah. You sure? They could, uh... Are you playing Magic the Gathering? I'm, Are you losing money gambling right now? Neither. N- none of the above. Okay. You look very distracted, so I'm just asking. No. Okay. Um. The... Man, I had a thing now. Hmm. Like it, that's a oh that's the gender like, neutral thing. Yeah, because that's an experiment in like you could actually, um, you know, like th- like think it through mm-hmm. and be like, okay, this is what like this is what a non-binary person is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you're just deciding what the kid is. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of deciding for the kid that they're non-binary. You know what I mean? And also, well, but no, the kid at a certain point would be able to make that choice, and would no longer be non-binary. What? When? Like, when does the kid get to? That's the thing. Is like, so it's like you ever meet somebody who like had a really wispy, shitty mustache for too long because their mother couldn't come to grips with the fact that they were getting old enough to shave. You must have met at least one fucking Italian or Hispanic person <laughs> that had like. I remember my cousin had a fucking awful mustache when he was like 13 and I just being like, bud, what are you fucking doing? I had been shaving for a year and a half at that point by the time I was 13 
Because you can't have a shitty junior high school mustache. Like, it's fucking stupid. So I'm going, what are you doing? He's like, my mom will freak out if I start shaving. I was like, go buy a fucking razor and fucking shave. He's like, nobody showed you how to shave? I was like, what is this, a fucking TV show, you fucking idiot? No. It's a fuck, just shave. You'll figure it out. Which, by the way, is uh, uh, what you should do if you ever have a son. Just toss him a straight razor. Start with the straight razor? Oh, yeah. And not even like the kind where you change the razor out. I had I went and bought like a leather strap and was like, shoom, shoom, shoom. bought a brush. I had like four hairs on my face. Talk, you got I it. cut most of my lip off, whatever. I used to be a black man. Um, <laughs> I had to bleach the rest of my body to catch up. Um, uh, I'm just saying, it's like it, the non-binary thing is like, so it, so. Is it as soon as that kid says, I think I might be a thing? Because that, that might not be okay. Like, is that kid, if that kid is born a dude, the first per like, boys are going to be like, you're not a boy? Ew. And some girl's going to be like, what? Okay, you can play with me. He's going to be like, I think I might be a girl. And then boom, that kid's a girl. But you can't go too long. I could also see the parent. You basically both know what that is. If that's a, if that's a designated male at birth child, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we both know the parents are hoping that it becomes a girl because they're fucking sissies, right? You think? Yes, dude. Yes. No one who wants... First of all, I mean, I, I'm sure you've read... There was, there was New York Times op-eds years ago where uh, a woman wrote she was terrified. She was pregnant. She was terrified she was going to give birth to a son and contribute to fucking toxic masculinity in the world. Like... Anybody who's raising their kid that way wants a girl or a trans kid. I can't argue with that. Yeah. I mean, and you're having a girl. I am having a girl. So I guess you can go non-binary because it's just going to end up girl. Yeah. Like a not, if you raise a kid gender non-conforming and they're born a girl, they just end up girl. If you raise a boy gender non-conforming, they end up very confused. I think that's just how that works. Because the boys don't let you back in when you decide you're a boy. They're like, nah, dude, we already have, we got a crew going here. I, who the fuck are you, bud? This is He-Man Woman Haters Club. <laughs> Get out of here. Kick rocks, dickhead. Like, the girls would just be like, oh, you're a girl now. All right, come hang. Uh, probably eat your pussy at some point in college, kid. That's how girls work, right? I'm pretty sure, right? I think you nailed it verbatim. You, you, you. I should be a psychologist, really. Do you have that Mel Gibson power from that one movie? <laughs> what women want? Yeah, dude. I got that. Oh no! I oh no! Man without a face. <laughs> I have that too. I just peel this side off, and I'm two faced out. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Last Temptation of Christ, but that. Oh. Was okay. Yeah, yeah. I got those powers. I got snake powers too. Nice. All right. Well, this has been old business, I guess. This is very old business. Well, no, this is, you know, this is our house cleaning segment where we talk about things. And I said you needed a car. That's how this got here. And we mm -hmm. talked about some other things. There were some other things spoken about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is, uh, I think we're off to a good start on the show this week. Very productive. Yeah, I think this has been great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want this clipped as the clip for the week. We, we you might... want this as the clip? Yeah, my... Us talking about how good a segment was. <laughs> oh, that, I, think, I didn't even think of that part. That's a good reel. She's like, go get the rest of the show. It's supposed to be a commercial for the show, right? I mean, look, this is, it's, it's, it's your show, man. 
This is what you want the real. You know, I don't understand why you're pushing back at me so hard this week. I'm not pushing back. It seems I'm, like you're pushing on. You're, you're really getting it. Asking questions. You know, I'm a fucking fantastic broadcaster. Do you see all that fucking great gold I just fucking put out there? I'm a radio god. I don't know if you know that. I mean, fucking trademark Dave Temple. Did he? Does he say that? He's the god. Oh, the god is just a colloquialism. I'm a radio. I'm a. I'm a podcasting He's god. A god who broadcasts. Sure, sure. Okay. By that, by that tone, so is Jesus in the South. What? Jesus is constantly broadcast. Every time I'm in the South and I put on a regular radio station, it's just like it's all Jesus all the time. Hmm. This is this is the clip. Well, I mean, you would have cut it before that part. <laughs> no, where am I cutting it? All right, now. Moving on. Guys, we got to talk about a great friends over at YoKratom.com. This is where I'm going to put the ad because that was such a good <laughs> break. It's, this is where the ad goes. You see how I do that? Professional because I know people are fucking engaged right now. You know what I mean? They're fucking like, God. They're like, you know what? I'm going to listen to anything this guy says because he just set out and said some of the fucking greatest things I've ever heard in the history of fucking radio. Preach. And I mean, honestly, this should be on every radio station on earth at the same time. It's on um, 7 billion. Well, I mean, it's just on their phones. It should be also broadcasting out. Because I think, really, this should be going out into space, you know, like radio signals do, so that eventually aliens can hear the greatness of this show. And that includes you, Mike. An alien or just somebody who can appreciate the greatness of this show? Well, no, aliens would appreciate your greatness as well. Ooh. You understand? Yeah, why aren't we broadcasting to aliens? I've been saying, I think, I, honestly, I think me, Robbie Bernstein, with you as the producer, actually have an AM radio show where we talk about, like, coast-to-coast coast AM, where it's mostly conspiracies. Honestly, the fact that you are not getting us this gig is crazy to me. Can we just do it on a ham radio from Robbie's bunker? Yeah, I'm sure. Libertarians all have bunkers. By the way, Yo Kratom is how we got to the bunker. That's how you get there. You eat a bunch <laughs> of Kratom. And you magically end up in a libertarian bunker. That's how it happens. And you know what you do? You pay $60 for a kilo because the fine people at YoKratom.com are the greatest sponsors of this form of comedy. And this form of comedy involves a bunker and a fucking pirate radio station and Dave Temple being a god. And it's fu- we're reading the Bhagavad Gita. Mike's on a fucking wheelie fucking cyberpunk thing. We're fucking killing it. It's all thanks to Kratom. And you can get all sorts of different flavors of Kratom. Red Borneo, Green Borneo, White Borneo. Yellow Vietnam. I like the train wreck. That's the one that I have a ton of in my house. I've been going through a bag of them, and I just chomp them up. Every time I get mad at something in my house, if I stub my toe, you know, I used to just scream ethnic slurs, Mike, but now I just eat four Kratom. While yelling ethnic slurs? Nope. Don't need to. Once the Kratom hits, I love all races. Yo Kratom cures racism? Yo Kratom does not make any claims that it cures any medical or non-medical condition. I'm saying from my own personal experience that when I eat four or five train wreck Kratom pills every time I stub my toe, I don't say the N-word anymore, Mike. And that's all thanks to the fine people at YoKratom.com. If you go to YoKratom.com, you can get a kilo for $60. $60 kilos in this day and age with this level of inflation. Whoever said that you can get that? Go to YoKratom.com, the home of the $60 kilo. Moving on. Bro, I heard the people at Good Morning America be fucking. Oh, they fucking. They fucking? They fucking. Don't. I don't really know anything about Good Morning America. Is that Al Roker's show or is that the Today Show? 
I think Al Roker's a Today Show. So the shows in the morning are live with Kelly and whoever the fuck she hasn't gotten fired yet, right? Yeah. I feel like she eats those people, right? She ate Michael Strahan, right? Oh, yeah. Who Who is it now? Uh, She's still fucking hot, though. I would fucking love to fuck Kelly Ripper. Uh. Who wouldn't? Honestly, like, I met her husband once. Fucking dreamy as shit. Good for yeah. him getting that puss. Nice. You think they go to weird sex parties? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's fucking hot, though. Still, she's got to be like, what, late 40s? Uh, she might be in her 50s. Maybe. She looks fucking great. She's pretty fucking hot. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I can't believe anybody's watching anything that competes with that. But so there's that. There's the Today Show. That's the Matt Lauer rape pit show. Mm-hmm. They still let him rape, right? Like, he's in the back. They just feed him a fucking intern once a, once a month. Like, he's like a Kraken or something. They must. They can unleash him whenever they have a fucking rating step, right? Yeah, yeah. She's oh, 52. 52. Jesus 10 Christ. 10 would smash. 100%. Um, and then Good Morning America is the one on Channel 7, I suppose. No, Kelly Rip is on Channel 7. Good Morning America is on Channel 2. I think it's NBC. But... No, NBC is the Today Show. CBS, I believe. Who hosts Good Morning America? And which one ABC. is... ABC. ABC. Which one of them is fucking? Uh, so it's these two. Uh-huh. Uh, both married. Okay, good for them. Um, Amy Robach, TJ Holmes. Yeah, and they have both been suspended. They've been suspended for what? Fucking? Because it's interracial? What the fuck is wrong with ABC? What do you mean? Because they had interracial sex? They got suspended? Must be. Why else would they get... Were they fucking at work? Uh, No, but they... uh, I was going to say, that's a good morning, America. (laughs) I'll be honest. I've said this before. If it was up to me, you know, if you're in a committed relationship, there's no reason to have sex at night. I'm a morning guy. Okay. Get that out of the way. It's a good way to burn a couple of calories before breakfast. You know, because when you when you when you do some cardio in the morning, Mike, I don't know if you know this, your body's been fasting. That's why they call it breakfast when you have breakfast. So your body is already uh, um, has used up the glycogen in it. So you're instantly burning fat. So you get a good 10, 15 minutes of cardio in right there first thing in the morning. Boom. You're burning instant fat cells. This is brilliant. Not only that, you're coming and you feel better for the day. Yeah, get your endorphins up. Yeah. Good morning, America. Good morning. I call that a good morning. Um. So they've been fucking. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. They got is there to, pictures? I mean, there's no pictures of them fucking, but God they damn it. were caught. Um. Yeah, just like people took pictures of them, similar to the Try Guys thing, right? Like people just took pictures of them, like out and about. Oh, canoodling. Canoodling. Okay. A lot of heavy canoodling. Let me see some of those. Uh, okay. Oh, and so they just finally were like, yeah, I know you've seen the canoodle pics. It's the whole kit and caboodle. It's the canoodle. Hit and canoodle. It's the canoodle and the wet noodle. Oh, this is just a fun one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's the two of them as characters. Uh, yeah, the two, the, the interracial couple from the boondocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they both have children. What are their children? It'd be great if their children look like siblings. <laughs> uh, okay, Amy Robeck. Uh... What's really funny is if they're married to people that look like each other. Because they both look like they should be married to each other, right? Because they look like that couple from the boondocks. Pull them up again. Any picture of the two of them. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, they look like they're married together. They got married together in the 80s and were really looked down on people. For not being in interracial relationships. And now at this point, white woman with black man is the white people of interracial relationships. White woman with? I think the only thing, 
the only inter- interracial relationship that gets less street cred or woke cred than uh, black man, white woman is white man, Asian woman. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you got to do some other shit. Like, I think black woman, Asian man. Oh, yeah. That's the fucking, that's the pinnacle. Like, you can be president. You can be a woman president if you're married to an Asian man. I mean, we currently have a black woman married to a white guy as vice president. But she's also Indian. That's, yeah, that's, that. she's hitting, she's hitting triples. Mm, true. But he's just a regular white. He's also a very rich white guy. True. Hmm. I'm trying to find pictures of them canoodling, and I can't find it. Mm. It's very upsetting. I'm finding a lot of pictures of her making out with her now ex-husband. Let me see that. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, it's not good. Clearly she was going to fucking... Well, they're still technically together, I'm sure. But clearly no. she was going to cheat on that guy. Look at how bad that kiss looks. So he moved out... Jesus, kiss your hot wife, you fucking loser. He... What's mo- this guy's name? Uh, Loser McCuckerton? Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. And the host screamed, yuck. The other guy, TJ Holmes, who's now fucking piping her out, screamed, yuck, off camera as, her, as she kissed her husband. That's incredible. Oof. Wait, let's oh, watch the video. That's amazing. All right, yeah, give me one sec. I want to see how awkward this kiss is. And also put this in the show notes. Oh, man. They did like a love story that started a children's book. Oof. They did do a children's book. I know oh, that. man. What a himbo this guy is, huh? He wrote a, chi- he wrote a children's book when his Worthless. wife's successful broadcaster? What a fucking asshole. He's, a, uh, he's like an actor, too. I never heard of him. Andrew something. <laughs> Turn the uh, sound down a little bit, please. <laughs> oh, they're better together. My man goes. Oh, look at this bad kiss. Oh! Your daughter's going to be hot in a few years, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, he's sitting there while he says yuck to it. Do you, hold on. Do you think he knows... Somehow that they're banging. Or is he, is he... Like, the look on his face... Go back to the look on his face. The look on his face is that of... He looks like he kind of is like... Like, right there. Go, Like, it looks like he goes... He goes for a second. Keep going for one second. This is where he says yuck. He has, like, a second where he goes... Ugh. Right there. That's where he's like, wait a second. Doesn't he text my wife at... She says it's just about work. He's like, he like, he like rubs her leg when we go to like eat fucking dinners together. He's like touching her. What? He's like, I can't. If I say, if I ask, this black guy's fucking my wife. I think people are gonna think I'm a racist. And then boom, gotcha. That's why you should always you should accuse everybody of fucking your wife. Oh, I do. I, I know. use Paco twice a week. I know. I hear it. It's crazy. I mean, Are he's you definitely... fucking Alex, by the way? Oh, all the time. That's mm. definitely my kid. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. What are you going to do, Mike? What do you think? I'm trying to get you this unicycle. <laughs> I'm trying to get you out of the way. <laughs> um, no, we all know that's Kim's son. Come on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But this sucks... That they're now, it sucks that they can't be on TV. So they're suspended. Do you think they just quietly go away? 
or do they, they come back and now it's just their show? They get rid of their third co-host and they've got like a whole, mo- and then we get to watch their relationship deteriorate on the air. That sounds lovely, honestly. Right, like because like eventually they'll hate each other. Oh yeah, they have to. Like this is they only like each other now because it's like. They're at work, and work sucks. Like, no matter how much your job is good, and I don't think that job is good. Like, I would kill myself if I had that job. Like, imagine having that level of golden handcuffs, that you were hosting that level of a broadcast show. Like, you'd be fucking miserable, but you'd be fucking rich. But you have to do that show, like, 48 weeks out of the year. Maybe, what, 45 weeks out of the year. They don't have a lot of repeats on those shows. And it's all fucking day. And you got to get up at, like, 3 in the morning to get in for 4, to get like to get ready for fucking five or six or whenever it fucking starts, and then go for three hours, then have meetings afterwards. Yeah, this all sounds like a nightmare. It sounds like a fucking night. I mean, you're making ass loads of money, but it's just a lot of corporate shit and pretending you like crappy products and this and that. Like it's got a fucking wear on you. And then they're just like, oh. grimiest place you've ever been is this fucking gender you're so fucking hot yeah you're so much better than my fucking husband now they have to date right they can't just be like oh we were just fucking and it ruined both of our marriage they have to like have a fake relationship and then find people outside of it to cheat on each other with instead of just cheating at work which is just so simple this is also their third marriage each well no they're they've both been in two marriages before this one well, the they were right each, they're each involved in their second marriage. Yes. Okay. And this will be their third... Because you know they have to have a TV wedding in three years and be like, well, we just weren't with the right people. And then they have to fa- be fake married until they retire. <laughs> Does sound like a fate worse than And that. then I'm going to assume that chick's going to get caught at like a weird sex party. And that dude's going to be like, whatever, dude. I've been fucking hookers for a decade. <laughs> Like, he could finally be a bro. You know what I mean? Sick. Dude, if they ever offer me a job broadcasting a morning show that is on television, make sure I don't take it, Mike, okay? Because it's going to happen. How am I going to stop you? You just tell me. You just be like, Chris, remember when you told me not to let you take it? Hit me in the face with that uh, unicycle that I bought you for Christmas. I mean, that's the only time it'll ever be used. Turn the wheel on and just grind my face up with it, and then they won't put me on TV. Uh You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I got a face for radio anyway. It's going to happen. Literally the only time you will ever see me use that product. Mike, you will look so cool on that thing. You don't even understand how cool you will look on that thing. Every, I've never seen somebody not look cool on one of those. Okay. You could beat up three booger beards at once on one of those. I could beat up three booger beards at once All for right, that one seven booger beards. Okay. Again, you're just giving me more bodies to beat him with. So, good morning, America, fucks. Good morning, America. They fucking get your dick wet. Moving on. Hey, Mike, do you have COVID? Uh, no. You sure? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think I have COVID either, but I keep seeing the things where the COVID numbers are rising. Are you worried? I keep seeing news alerts every day that COVID's going up and you should start wearing a mask again. I see it on Twitter all the time because I still follow all these virologists. Why? Uh, I mean, I just never clicked unfollow. You know what I mean? So I still just have them in my feed. And 
I think they all just miss being getting like a lot of retweets. You know what I mean? Like they used to get like if you go back like a year in some of these people's like uh, timelines, they were getting like fifty thousand likes. Now they're getting like two hundred. Some of these virologists. And it's like, they've got like a million, you got a million followers, you're getting 200 likes on your fucking, hey guys, the COVID numbers are going back up. This is still a real thing. And you were getting like a million. You were getting 50,000. You were doing Trump numbers on your likes. You were doing Trump numbers, dog. Now you're doing 200. You got 1.2 million followers. These virologists are all bitches, dog. They look like fucking dorks right now. It's getting cocked. Dude, do you remember? All right, so I sent you this article. The New York Times put out an article in uh, June, the first summer of the pandemic, June 2020. So a couple were three months in. And I remember at the time being like, this seems fucking stupid. And then they had all these numbers on it of like how long these like, they, they interviewed like 500 or 1,000 virologists or whatever. And I was like, let's go back. I haven't looked at it yet, but let's go back and look at this article from the Times and see like how if it's aged poorly or where we're at with it. Okay. So 511. I don't know how they came to that number. Uh, also, let's put this out there. 511 epidemiologists expect to fly, hug, and do 18 other... When 511 epidemiologists expect to do these uh, 18 other everyday activities again. So that means at the height of COVID, June 8th, 2020, Right? They found 511 epidemiologists who had time to just talk to the Times about what they were going to do with their lives. I'm just going to throw this out there. Goes to show you. I don't really trust scientists. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, I trust science, settled science, but when something is new, I mean, there's the classic example of, and we've talked about it on the show, the guy who uh, uh, tried to get doctors to start washing their hands uh, was drummed out of medicine yes. and died alone in a sanitarium. Yes. I mean, I always bring that up because it's very telling. Also, you know, everybody thought the world was flat. It's not? I mean, only the best scientists know that now. Um, so let's see what some of these scientists had to say about some of these everyday activities, 18 everyday activities, and when they will do them again. Do them again. Um, okay, so most of them... We're pretty good on some of this stuff. Let's go with the first activities they they say they might start doing soon, right? Um, bring in the mail without precautions. 64% this summer. I hope this is 64% that weren't doing anything to their, because it was already the summer, it's June. I hope that 64% had, if you were receiving your mail and sanitizing it, understand and if you were doing that to your groceries, understand that you were an asshole then. Did you ever do any of that? Your parents did. You were staying with your parents. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They definitely uh, they definitely washed down some groceries. Don't I they? did not. Fucking D had to fucking scream at his girlfriend because he came. He brought in this second load of groceries and she was wiping down the, you know, the front. Where water can get in those plastic wraps that the meat is wrapped in. Right. She was wiping it with Clorox wipes. No. He threw them out. And he was like, what are you doing? She was, she was like, uh, COVID. And he was like, yeah, bleach always kills you and just threw them out. <laughs> <laughs> but so 3% said never again. That means 
Just like 9-11, baby. That means 3% of 500, that's, uh, 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 fifth, that's what is that, 15, 16 scientists uh, uh, that are, ter- are still terrified to bring their mail in because of COVID. To this day. We should kill them all. <laughs> um, see a doctor for a non-urgent appointment. 11% said... Uh, over a year, they would wait for a non-urgent appointment. Now, I don't know about you. What do you consider urgent for the doc? I got to be urgent. I've got to be in a mat. I have to be being bitched at by my girlfriend on a constant basis that she's worried that I'm going to die for me to consider. Like, it's never what I am feeling that I think a doctor's appointment is urgent. I was going to say, like, shitting blood. I think you could just shit a little blood here and there. You think? Have you ever shit blood? As somebody who shit... I've never... I've never even brought it up when I eventually go to the doctor. I mean, it's not like an often... There was a point where I was probably shitting blood pretty often. I haven't shit blood in a long while. I want to be clear to the listeners. But there was a point that I was probably shitting blood. Not like a dark, viscous blood. It was just like a ha- so they always say like if you if the the blood you shit is like light, it's like if it's like clearly red, that's just coming out of your butthole. That's from like a tear in your butt in your butt skin, right? Right. If uh, uh, uh if it's like a dark, thick, viscous blood, that might be a problem. That comes from within you. Ah. But I've even shit some of that blood out, and I'm like, man, whatever. <laughs> I don't even tell my chick about it because if I tell my chick I'm shitting blood, she's gonna be like, "You need to go to the emergency room," and I'm like, "I'm not going to the emergency room. <laughs> it's fucking crazy." You know how long that is? I mean, I have a switch now, so it might be all right, but like, that's crazy. You would never tell Alex if you were shitting blood, right? I think I might. Why? Because uh, she's gonna make you go to the emergency room. Yeah. How are you gonna get there without your fucking unicycle? Uh. <laughs> You'd call an ambulance would have And they're her. gonna get there And they'd be like Why do you need an ambulance And you'd be like Shit and blood dog Would have her drive me What if she couldn't drive you If I was shitting blood She'd drive me It's not an emergency Mike <laughs> Alright What do you consider A non-urgent doctor's appointment That you would make A doctor's appointment for I gotta go get a doctor's appointment Now Because of uh, She needs me to take ADD medication Well that's a psychiatrist appointment that's a doctor. They're super easy to get, by the way. Yeah? I have all of them prescribed to me. Yeah? I've got a fucking litany. Bro, this fucking doctor's making me go see a cardiologist. Well, I'm in much better shape than you. Fuck you. He's never even seen me. He talked to me over the phone. I mean, you breathe heavy on the phone. Mike. You prick. I talk to you pretty often on the phone. You prick. You get it together for broadcast. I gotta give it to you. This is, this is rude. Borderline rude. I don't think so. Wildly disrespectful. I'm I'm just worried about you. Mm. All right, uh, uh, let's see some of these other activities. I still want to know what's an non. So that was the one ADD medication. Yeah, I would go for ADD meds. But what else? That's really it. Because, but that's also again, it's because your chick is making you. That's the only reason. Like, that's the only thing I consider a non. I go for a checkup once a year. Do when you? I think of it, yeah, like if I think of it. You know what I mean? Like, if it's like, if I need to go get something else, you know what I mean? 
I mean, I guess the last time I went to the doctor was when I had that infection on my face. And the only reason I went is because you kept telling me I was grotesque looking. Well, you were. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's see some of these other activities. Vacation overnight within driving distance. 18% said over a year. I'm pretty sure I went to Florida like three months after this article came out. <laughs> and like people were like, you're really going to go to Florida? And I remember like I like just pulled up the COVID numbers for the county I was going to. And it was like significantly less than uh, my neighborhood. Uh, I think I'm going to just go to Florida. I just... And they were like, well, what about the plane? I was like, I, I mean, don't masks work? I'll just wear two masks on the plane. Wouldn't that work? And people were like, I don't know. And then six months later, they were like, you need to wear two masks when you're playing handball. Um, get a haircut at a salon or barbershop. Now, I thought it was funny to grow a hobo beard for a little while. I'll tell you this. Uh, I, <laughs> I broke... For the haircut, three days before barbershops opened. Yeah? I literally just called. I had called my barber, and then, like, something came up, and I, like, left town for a couple of days. But I was, like, I was like just out of nowhere, I was like, hey, Joe, just, are you open? I can't deal with this anymore. And he was like, yeah, bro, I've been open. <laughs> and he, he goes, he goes, you can come to my house, or you can come to the shop. I'm, coming, I'm going to shop once a week. But I'm usually banging out like 30 haircuts, so you got to be on time. And you got to call me when you're a block away so I can roll the gate up for you. And um, I was like, all right. And then like something came up, and I had to leave town for a couple of days. And then I came back and got a haircut, and then they announced that everything was opening that Monday. And I was like, oh, I could have just waited. But fuck it. Um, yeah, but that that is kind of a fun story. Yeah, it was like literally a couple of like I could have. It was just you like get a seedy haircut. Yeah, yeah, getting one very seedy haircut. It was very funny. There was a barbershop I used to hang out with uh, in uh, back in the day that uh, didn't give haircuts, just sold drugs, but they had barber chairs. And I remember I walked in once, and this kid Matt I knew was getting a haircut, and I was like, "What are you doing? Why would you get a haircut here? They have a DJ booth in here. <laughs> like this is not." And he was like, well, I told my mom I was going to get a haircut before I came home. I don't feel like stopping at another place. He just got a haircut there. <laughs> All right, let's see some of these other activities. Oh, let's see how long virologists... Uh, one, one percent, that means uh, uh, five of these five of these scientists said they would never get a haircut again. I mean, they just want to look like Einstein. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Einstein must have gotten some Floby-style haircuts because it wasn't long. You know what I mean? It's fair. Um, all right, scroll down. So attend a small dinner party. 46% said three to 12 months. 21% said over a year. Now, by this point, they were already saying you could create a... So, like, if you were... You didn't pay attention much to this. No. The COVID rules. I, like, paid attention because I thought they were silly. But they were kind of saying for ma- people in major cities, what you could do was you could create a pod. And if you only saw the people in your pod and you all went to the same grocery store, you would know if you had COVID. So you could have maybe three families as a pod. If you're like, say, like two parents and a child, you could have three of those. So three kids could play together and you could have, you, you could have a. They were already by this point saying that, that was an acceptable thing to do. But in this case, 30% of scientists were like, nope. 
Not doing it. Not happening. Five of them. How many of them said they would? That was that's that's funny. Is like it was less than one percent. So that means there's a couple of guys who are like, I'll go to a dinner party today, but I'm never getting a haircut again. <laughs> like, how much do you? First of all, I I think that those three guys should be drummed out of science because they're clearly racist against Dominicans. Like very clearly, they hate the swar. You know my theory on bar uh, on barbers. You have to be a swarthy, fairly greasy race. Must be. Italians, Greeks, Israelis, Dominicans. That That's the haircutters. If you go to an Irish barber. Vaguely Eastern European. Yeah, va- yeah, vaguely. Yeah, like some sort of. You got to be greasy. Like your sweat has to be viscous. Um, some sort of flash to the uh, the general attire. And swarthy. Of some sort. You know what I mean? If you go to an Irish barber. You're going to get a bad haircut. Asians, get out of here. I'll take Turkish now. I think the Turkish are making inroads into the barber game. And I trust them. They got good lineups on the beards. Let's see what else we got here. Um, exercise. At a, okay, so here's one. Eat at a dine-in restaurant. Uh, most of them sit significantly less said that they would uh, be comfortable exercising at a gym than eating at a dine-in restaurant. Now, doesn't that kind of just prove that some of these guys did not have their priorities in order? Right? Because going to the gym is good for you. Eating at a restaurant is not never good for you. Yeah, but... Okay, point-counterpoint for mm-hmm. a COVID thing. Mm-hmm. A lot more people, you know, yelling, grunting, much less likely to wear a mask at a gym. I mean, I've seen you at a Chili's, Mike. There's a lot of yelling and grunting. Okay. When have you seen me at a Chili's? In my mind. Okay. I can picture you at a Chili's. Why are you getting so mad? I do a lot of yelling when I'm in a fucking restaurant as well, okay? Yeah, a steakhouse? Yeah, guys with hats on. Huh? Who you don't care for. I mean, that was at a diner. That's not even, I don't even consider that a restaurant. Ooh, fancy man Chris doesn't even consider a diner or a restaurant. All right, all right. That's basically eating at home. Yeah, basically. There's just a loud guy yelling in the kitchen. That's my, that's my house. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's see what else we got. Attendo. All right, so the, the one thing that they're good at, go, go down a little bit. Oh, do you, have some, do you have something you want to talk about on this one? No. All right, so go down a little bit more. Actually, shockingly... Mm-hmm. The one that's actually dangerous, mm-hmm. visit elderly relative or friend in their home. Oh, yeah. They all were like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. We're good with this. Yeah, one. we're good. Um, This one I found very funny. 6% said they would never hug or shake hands when greeting a friend again. 6%. 6%. 30 something people. 30 out of 500 people. 14% said they would do it this year. 42% said they would wait over a year for human contact with a friend of any sort. Like, that's crazy. Like, human contact... monsters are these That's what I'm saying. is like, human contact is super important. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's like a hug or hand, like somebody like tapping you on the shoulder or like when you're trying to get past somebody, like, as long as they're not going below, I think if you go below the torso, it gets creepy. But a pat on the back to get past somebody is less intrusive than repeatedly going, hey, move. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Sorry, bud. 
little pat on the back. It's less intrusive than him, like, excuse me, which is what I assume these epidemiologists are doing. That's the CDC recommendation. Yeah, that's what they do. They go, what you do is you go, you get really indignant, and you go, excuse me. That's how Fauci does it. I believe it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> attend a sporting event. Clearly 1% said never again. Uh, I thought that would be higher, actually, with these epidemiologists. And oh, yeah. um, well, what's another thing that came out with this is uh, the same time, that, what actually, big part of what made me go check this out is um, uh, uh, I saw an article. Can you see if you pull this up? I, I thought I had it. Um, but um, there's a guy who worked at the CDC who was like, yeah, COVID was made in a lab. Um, 100%. Like, he's like, oh, here, I got it, I got it. Uh, scientists who worked at Wuhan Labs says COVID was man-made virus. Um, Andrew Huff, who worked at New York-based nonprofit that studied viruses, says COVID leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China two-plus years ago and blamed authorities for the biggest U.S. intelligence failure since 9-11. Now, he probably has a book out, but I'm glad somebody, I'm sure oh, this guy will be... Huh? He does. Yeah, of course he does. What's the name of the book? I don't know. Uh, My Victory, The Last of Woo handed to you. You really got us, right? <laughs> what is it called? I, I was just trying to remember Cuomo's book title. Oh, okay. Uh, the Truth About Wu. If I did it. Yes. The Andrew Cuomo story. It, it is. Uh, yeah, it's called The Truth About Wuhan. Uh, Andrew Huff. Uh, U.S.-based researcher Andrew Huff's statement in British newspaper. This now, does he get called a, uh, at this point, that's what's kind of crazy about this. And we, like, uh, we've, t- we've like, touched on the COVID amnesty thing. And again, I don't like to, like, harp on this, but it does keep, it does keep coming out that it was like, oh, yeah, that was all. And you, you want to not believe in conspiracy theories and go, like, oh, they did that to do it. You know what I mean? They did that to, like, kind of get at us and it didn't really work, so it's not going to happen. Or, but it, to me, it's just like ineptitude. Like it's like I said. Like I think these virologists, there's something intoxicating about every. Like you're just some dork that nobody cares about, and then all of a sudden you're super important at a time when we've commodified just shooting out your opinions online. Like Twitter followers, like having fifty thousand Twitter followers today is the equivalent of having a laser disc player in 1987. You know what I mean? How so? Well, like it's just it's as flashy. It's like having a nice car. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's oh, uh, it's a it's a status symbol. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like having an um it's like having an above ground pool before they were super before they sold them at Walmart. You know what I mean? Like all right, you got a cool thing. And like so it's like you went from not having a cool thing to having a cool thing, and then it kind of goes away. Because, like, I, that's kind of what I think. Like, a lot of this is, and like now it's kind of like some of these guys. This guy might just be. This guy's probably just trying to stay relevant himself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent. Like, I mean, we all kind of know Wuhan, the Wuhan lab. Prop, like, not know, but like, pretty I'm, certain. Yeah, we're never gonna actually know. It's just like kind of like whenever you say Saudi Arabia did nine eleven, people, some people kind of go. What are you talking about? It's like, I mean, like, we don't know, but we all kind of know Saudi Arabia did 9 11. Yeah. Yeah. They did 9 11. You know what? You can't get a YouTube strike for saying Saudi Arabia did 9 11. Really? 
I say it every week on High Society. <laughs> every fucking week. Yeah, but you're just flying under the radar. That's fair enough. I'll start. I'll say it next time I'm on Kill Tony. Smart. Yeah, I'll get him flagged. Nobody, nobody will be mad at that. Why would you book me on the worst episode of Kill Tony? Like Jesus, huh? huh? Cut this part out. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, did you hear the update on Balenciaga? No, what's the update? Uh, Balenciaga's creative director says it was the wrong artistic choice to depict children with teddy bears and BDSM gear. No. Yeah, he said it wasn't the right. Mind you, still has a job. For real? Balenciaga's creative director, not former creative director. Yeah, what's uh, what's that person? What's their name? Uh, oh, you're saying it's definitely a they? Oh, for sure. Oh, I mean, this is a... I couldn't even... Demna? Demna, yeah. We talked Give about us this... Salia. Yeah, we talked about this person on uh, Without a Country. It's, uh, it's a lot. Oh, do, what do they look like? I'm, and I, I'm going to uh, tell the fans, uh, I'm not saying they because I'm respecting their pronouns. I'm saying I can't guess what somebody named Demna looks like. Still can't. <laughs> Wait, does he just always wear a gimp mask? Sometimes. Oh, is that the mask Kanye was wearing on fucking Alex Jones? No, I don't think it's the exact mask. Oh, but he, it's, this that, is the mask. it's that dude, though. Yeah. It's, that, it's a Russian dude. Yeah. Oh. So Demna. Dude, look at that Lucha mask. That's pretty fire. It's pretty tight. Yeah, dude, I, I fuck with this dude. He's pretty cool. You hear they're dropping their lawsuit? Against the, uh, of course, because their sales didn't go down. That's it. And because they definitely, it was definitely on them. They just had to do something. Well, of course. Yeah. They sue those guys and then they realize they're going to lose. And then, like, it kind of gets out of the news cycle, right? Because it's out of the news. Kanye just had to do a crazier thing. And yeah. he did. Literally, Kanye did a crazier thing. And the next day, they dropped their lawsuit. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. It's kind of like I said, like, two weeks ago. It was just like everybody's mad at, like, Starbucks for union busting, but Starbucks sales didn't go down. Balenciaga's sales didn't go down. So they didn't actually have to do anything. You know what I mean? Nobody, no stores dropped them. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. No celebrities stopped working with them. In six months, it'll be fine. Yep. And more people have said the name Balenciaga this week than in the last year combined. I never would have said the name Balenciaga if it wasn't for this. It's a solid ad campaign. I still want to get those Kanye 24 shirts. Yeah, me too. I say they'll be a collector's item. They definitely will be. When he kills himself, they're going to be worth a lot. You think he's, you think he's going to McAfee? I think he might just kill himself. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I mean, he's going to record an album. Yeah. And nobody's going to listen to it. That's not true. Significantly less people. Statistically, significantly less people are going to listen to it than listen to the last. What do you mean statistically? Like... How many people the first week that Donda 2 came out listened to it? 50 million spins on fucking Spotify or something? Yeah, probably something like that. That number will be 10 million, and he'll kill himself. I don't think so. You think it'll be more than 50 million? No, I don't think it'll be more, but I do think there... Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Black people love a comeback story. That's true. 
Um, I think they're fucking with him. How many... Um, yeah, but how many of that 50 million people weren't black? Probably quite a few. How yeah. many were Jewish? Um, I mean, I think a lot of white people that aren't Jewish aren't going to listen to Kanye's next album. I'll tell you. I'll pick up the slack. I'll listen to it twice. Oh, shit. Well, you, you heard it here first, folks. Mike Harrington, noted anti-Semite. You're not going to support Ye in this time of need? I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't listened to a Kanye album since College Dropout, and I might listen to it. Guess what? When there was one set of footprints in the sand? Jesus, that was Kanye carrying you? Jesus was walking with you. Oh. <laughs> oh, when there was two sets of footprints in the sand, it's when Jesus was walking you. When there was one set, it's when Jesus was carrying you. Nice. <laughs> so, Balenciaga, this all goes away. All things go away. All things are washed away with time in the 24-hour news cycle. And uh, I don't know. I think I'm fine with it. Yeah? I don't know that I was too mad about this Balenciaga thing. It does make it seem like there is a uh, massive elite pedophile cult, though. Kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. really seems like there's a massive elite pedophile cult. More and more, all the time. Like you want to just like make some Epstein jokes and like laugh about it, and you go, "I don't really understand why they'd be pedophiles," because <laughs> it just doesn't appeal to me in any way, shape, or form. Like, you just fuck a hot twenty-two-year-old. Like, why? Why would you fuck a child? It doesn't make any sense. Hot twenty-two-year-olds would be begging to fuck you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking, why would you do it? There's so many fucking funner things. I mean, I mean, I guess the billionaires are going to space, right? Yeah. That's the big thing, right? It's like, yo, you got, in this life, you got two choices. You fuck a kid or you go to space. <laughs> and then when you get there, you fuck whatever you find. <laughs> What's here? Turns out there's no intelligent life. Well, I guess they can't write a memoir then. <laughs> I'm fucking whatever that is. <laughs> Yo, you see homeboy over there? I'm fucking him. Fucked a Martian once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know about that motherfucker right there? What? So he found some weird fungus up on fucking Jupiter? He smashed. <laughs> Damn, I'm out here fucking kids like a loser. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. Fucking Bezos needs to... Dude, Bezos needs to take one for the team. Go fuck some space fungus. Just go out there, fucking stick his dick in a fucking hot mushroom. Mushroom. Yeah. Like an upside down mushroom cap kind of looks like a butthole, Bezos. Get in there and fucking rim job a fucking space fungus. Go to town. Blah, 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 blah. Spit in that shit. For your country. Yeah. Put water on Mars. Let's go, Bezos. You won't do it. You won't, you bitch. Won't. You fucking bitch. Look, where's the camera? Jeff Bezos. I'll bet you won't fuck space fungus. Also, if that's not a drop this Thursday, you're fucking up, Mike. What? Moving on. Tell me about the rat czar, Mike. Oh, so there is a new position that City Hall is looking to fill. Okay. Uh, they said that you need to uh, be bloodthirsty. Nice. As well as have a penchant for stagecraft. Well, we killed Jeffrey Epstein. All right, Eric? 
We killed him. What's the name of the job, Mike? Ratzar. Bloodthirsty with stamina and stagecraft are uh, part of the uh, qualities you will need. To so, be- Guar. To be- they oh. need Guar. Yes. Uh, here's another quote. From stagecraft? The ma- from the mayor's office. If you have the killer instinct, needed instinct, needed to fight the real enemy, mm-hmm. you could be New York's next rat czar. I feel like they're going to put out pamphlets where the rats look like the Jews in those old fucking KKK <laughs> pamphlets. And the way this sounds, you know what I mean? They're going to be, the rats are going to be like, <laughs> uh, let me see, let me see the headline here. Killer instinct to fight. I love, I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's just focusing on, he's focusing on the rats because, well, he actually did order, there was an order to start taking them mentally ill and putting them somewhere. Right. That was like last week. But I think he's he's staying in the news with the rats so that this goes away. Pull this down. So that what goes away? So that nobody's talking about him fucking Giuliani-ing the homeless. Because let's face it, Giuliani killed an entire generation of the homeless. I don't know what he did with them. I don't know where the bodies are fucking buried. Maybe on Garbage Island or whatever they call that place. But, like, Giuliani killed... And in, there used to be shanty towns around New York. Really? My mom lived in one. Huh. Under the Smith and 9th Street, Street F train station. If that was still there, you would not make it to Ikea. Because that's where, that's where you get off to go to Ikea, Mike. There used to be a homeless encampment right there where you would get off the F train to go to the only Ikea in New York. And what would happen would be, the homeless would be like, why would you do that? I got your table right here. And they would just sell you a giant spool that they had taken all the copper wire off of. Like, you don't need to go to Ikea, you fucking asshole. And then you would buy that and get back on the F train like an asshole. That's what would fucking happen in old New York if they built an Ikea. And it's just, now they just have, like, it's just like, there, and they, that wasn't the only one. The Bronx, they used to be everywhere. I mean, you ever see that documentary, Dark Days? No. So there was all these dead tracks that were owned by, I think, the Long Island Railroad, part of the MTA, and there was all these homeless people that lived under there. And in that documentary, they kind of show how these guys are living in these like shacks that they built for themselves, and they had this like little society down there. And they're stealing power a bit, but the MTA just went and kicked them all out. That was during Bloomberg. But where'd they go? Because you didn't see them on the streets until a few years ago. So Bloomberg kicked them all out of there. What Dark Days missed is they were clearly murdering them. Who was? Bloomberg. Yeah? Yeah. So you think that's been the move of the last two Republican mayors? Yes. I think they were killing the homeless. Murder the homeless. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. They were like, there's no graffiti on the subway. That's like literally, like New York was so bad. That until the price of produce, nobody started complaining and or noticing the lack of homeless or criminals until all of a sudden fucking salad came in a, a, a plastic box instead of a bag and was four times more expensive. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, what is happening to this city? That's what happened. Like literally, like it was like nobody cared as things were gradually changing. They were like, hey, there's a Disney store in Times Square. And then, like, people complain about that now, but at the time, people were like, holy shit, there's a Disney store in Times Square. That's crazy. And then all of a sudden, you couldn't get lettuce 
in a ball anymore. For like 50, a ball of lettuce. You, just go, you know how much, you ever get a watermelon in a container and it's already cut up, Mike? Yes. You know how it's like $6? You know how much that was when I was a kid? 50 cents! Because they couldn't give watermelon away fast enough. Because nobody cared about their health. Because a homeless guy was just going to stab you anyway. So, like, <laughs> people were just cutting up watermelon to get rid of it. This shit's going bad. Get it out of here. Take it. That was a loss leader. Because <laughs> literally, dude, you don't even understand. So, this is my actual theory. Did you know the Gowanus Canal um, um, was uh, uh, disgu- the most disgusting body of water in the United States? Three blocks from where I grew up. I've seen many people fall into the thing. Um, most disgusting body of water. And it, you know why, Mike? Why? Because uh, uh, the city turned off the filters in the 70s because they were expensive to run. And then they just turned them back on when they decided to build the Whole Foods. I'm assuming that they're powering that filter with the blood of dead homeless people. It's most likely. I mean, tell me another way that they found this money out of nowhere. Disney didn't pay for it. Did they? I doubt it. Exactly. Go ahead and say I doubt it. Exactly, Mike. Exactly. So the rat czar... I mean, maybe we... Do you think we can get the job as the rats are? Do you have that killer instinct, Mike? Oh, you I know. mean, you had a baby on the way. Yeah. Whatever You'll kill for that fucking... Them. You kill for that little girl. Uh-huh. You'll kill a hundred rats. What if a rat king... Have you ever seen a rat king? Uh... Do you know what a rat king is? Yeah, it's where, like, all the tails get... Yeah, but then right? they all... Somehow the rats develop a hive mind. Sick. So, I always thought, well, you know what would be really cool? What? A rat king made of rat kings. So... Like a rat king that got tangled in a bunch of other rat kings? Yeah. How? To the point where it could stand up. You know what I mean? Like it had a hand. It had hands. Its hands were all rat kings. And then its feet were rat kings. And then its torso was one rat king. And they were all bundled up. And then its neck was some tails with some heads coming out of it. You know what I mean? A rat king of rat kings. Rat king of kings? A rat king of kings. Yeah, exactly. It's time to play the rat game. Rat race? Hmm. I don't know. I just found uh, this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, that's the new Rat King in the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. He's got powers, as opposed to the old Rat King, who can just really control rats. That Rat King has, like, crazy magic powers. The new Rat King. Yeah. The new Ninja Turtles comic is pretty fire. I mean, I feel like... Shout out Tom Watts. Oh, Tom Watts is doing it? Yeah. Sick. I feel like it would make way more sense uh, to have more subway-based... Violence? Like villains from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's just the one, right? There should be more subway-based. Right. Well, there's Leatherhead lives in the sewer. He's an alligator in the sewer. Okay. Um, Something. It's true. But, uh, all right, so what would be your pitch to be the Rat Czar? Like, what would be your, like, you know, what's your cover letter for your resume? Real simple. Okay. Okay. It says I need to be uh, bloodthirsty, Mm -hmm. show stamina. Mm-hmm. And stagecraft. Mm-hmm. I walk in day one. Mm-hmm. Eric Adams has his little meeting with his cronies. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, private table at Rayo's, let's say. I mean, that's where he eats. Right? Mm-hmm. Bo Deedle's sitting there. Bo Deedle. It's just a couple of gangster cops. Right. And I'm like, hey, Bo, 
And you know Bo. Of course I know Bo. I mean, Who I doesn't Bo. know Bo? Who doesn't know Bo? I, uh, Bo knows you. <laughs> Bo knows Harrington. Bo knows. Yeah, Bo knows. <laughs> uh, so I go up to Bo, and I'm like, Bo, my friend, can I get a pen? Right? Mm-hmm. And of course. And you stab Bo Deedle in the fucking neck with that pen. Of course Bo's going to give me a pen, yeah. right? He's going to uh, needs, you know, maybe, maybe Bo thinks I'm asking for a pen so that I can also ask him for his autograph. Okay. Uh, Why would you need his autograph? You guys are friends. Yeah, but you know, he's conceited. Mm-hmm. He thinks his friends want his autograph. That's true. Um, so I go there, right? And I take the pen and then I do, I fucking look at Adams, right? And I go, ooh, and I like wave my fingers over it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Then I slam it down on the table mm-hmm. and I push Bo Deedle's head into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never heard this. I never heard this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is a great. This is a great original idea. You're <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and then I say, oh man, Mayor Adams, sorry. I meant to say I'm going to show you a magic trick. I'm going to make this pen disappear. Right? Sorry. That I did it and didn't say the line before I did the whole trick. It's a whole to-do. Man, yeah, but I'm, I mean, that seems like that's the stagecraft part. Yeah. You fucked up the stagecraft, Mike. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me... I'll... Uh, can, I, can I just can I just write an apology letter? Uh, Bo's best friend. Can I have a pen, please? Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlo. Okay. Yeah. Fuck, I like him, too. But, man, I need this brat catcher job. He owns a piece of peels. <laughs> Does he? I believe so. Nice. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. Uh, so then I'll, I'll ask him for a pen. Mm-hmm. And because he's used to business deals, mm-hmm. he's always got a pen on him. I so mean, of course. He'll Probably a Mont Blanc. And then I'll look at and I'll look at Mayor Adams and I'll go, you know what you weren't expecting? And then I'll fucking put Carlo's head into the pen. Bong. Right? Oh, shit. And be like, look, I just have the stamina. And then you just go with the prestige. And showmanship to kill two people you were having dinner with in front of you. For a job that pays, and probably- they're both rats. <laughs> Plot twist: They've both been ratting you out to the post. Bo, Bo Deedle's been in IA's pocket for years, and Carlo's been ratting on him to the IRS. I hope nobody finds out we did this episode. <laughs> Bo Deedle's gonna fucking shoot me. So fucking yeah, my name's the only one on this shit. So I kill those two rats in front of him, and then I go, "Tell me, there's a better rat catcher in this city." And I throw him my business card with a pen on it. Had a pen on me the, the whole time. time. Holy <laughs> shit, Mike. That's amazing. <laughs> you know what? I was going to try to come up with my own pitch to be the rat czar. But at this point, I should be working for you. Just saying. I'm going to be the czar. You can be the, the deputy czar. All right. And we'll kill some rats. I mean, we will. Ki- <laughs> the mayor's going to be like, hey, you just keep killing dudes. Like, uh, people keep telling me they're rats. What do you want me to say? I put four of them in a room, separate them, ask them all the same question. Eventually, they break, and then they got to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, they all break, <laughs> and then we kill them. <laughs> uh, and he's going to be like, we met real rats. He's like, oh, Look. those are gross. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near those things. I don't want to tell you. That yeah. guy's a real big rat. Yeah. He was, tell- he was talking about everybody. Dude, he was tattling. It was crazy. I got your rats. I got your stool pigeons. Yeah. Taking them all out. <laughs> uh, but I mean, seriously, they're calling it the uh, head of rat migration services. Okay. So they're going to put the rats on the buses and send them down to DeSantis. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what they should do. That's pretty funny. <laughs> right? I'll be honest. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, if Eric Adams has the wherewithal to load a, like, 18-wheeler... With just packed with rats and just let them loose in Daytona on spring break. 
I'll vote for him next time. I swear to God, I would. Like, if he goes, and he just goes, he calls him up, and he goes, and he, he passes your 57, he goes, oh, you play a roulette? Always oh, been on black. And he just hangs up on Ron DeSantis. <laughs> like, he just did that? After unleashing rats? Like, an army of rats in Panama City, Florida, during spring break? Yeah. Good, good luck with your presidential campaign while you're dealing with the rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you got a flute, asshole, to go with those stupid white boots you like. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't that work? I'll tell you this. We're going to have the Revenge of the Cis guys on this show in a couple weeks as a bonus episode. Uh, 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 we'll ask them. They love Ron DeSantis. We'll ask them how they think he'd handle all these eight. Mike Harrington's rats are 18-wheelers of rats sent down to Florida. Yeah. In It'll every be, major party town during spring break. It'll be the Freedom the Convoy. The real Freedom Convoy. Yeah. We're freeing those rats from the shackles of New York. Dude, they're going to love it down there. Dude, sunny Florida. Rats just living in Florida, just on beach chairs, like, we're getting fat. Yeah, dude. Because you know people just throw their garbage everywhere in Florida. Yeah. Because they don't have to worry about rats. Lizards rat don't hands. eat your garbage. No. And so now, yeah, there's going to be rat kings every Rat kingpins. You're going to be doing coke and shit. Mm-hmm. There's going to be five rats at a fucking table just... <laughs> Giant lines of fucking yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rat Face. Yeah. Rat Face is a good movie. The King of Rat. Rat King of Kings. Mm. Dude, the Rat King of Miami? Oh, man. This is a great... Mike, you're going to be the best Rat Star ever. I mean, I'll be the first, which by definition makes makes you the best. best. At least until you get replaced. Yeah. I I mean... gotta gotta go murder four people at Rayo's. It's like... It's like a... Mike, know, why are you, who are you even taking bribes from? <laughs> that rat's got a lot of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving on. <clears throat> All right. Let's talk about Canada. We talked about Canada a couple weeks ago. Was that last week? The euthanasia program in Canada? What's going on with the youths? No, 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 no. The, the the assisted suicide program. Wow. They're I mean, you shouldn't be. Shouldn't, yeah, they're just le- youth suicide uh, in Asia. Um, yeah. So basically, <laughs> Canada has let. They're basically doing a holy war crusade to kill children in Asia. They believe in the one child policy, like even if it's ten years too late. They're like, they're just going in there and mowing down all these Chinese women. Um, no, That's when we were getting our production from them at the cheapest. That's tr- that is actually true. When these men don't have bitches, they are churning out your 99 cent store tchotchkes at a rate, you know, you need, uh, do you have a mug that says, uh, I hate Mondays? Thank a Chinese person. And then thank his daughter that got murdered on the side of a road. You know what I mean? That's such a fun game. Yeah. Just to- thank you and your dead sister. For what? This and it's just a goofy mug. <laughs> Thank a Chinese person today. Yeah, you should. Every time you enjoy a thing that's made by a Chinese person, think a random Chinese person. I think that's something nice we should do for Chinese people because we hate their government, right? Yeah, confirm China bad. China bad. Well, Chinese government bad. CCP bad. Chinese people mostly good. They're okay. Except for that lady who wouldn't bring me the proper spoon that time. That bitch. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, uh, 
Canada, what we were actually talking about was the assisted suicide program that they so they've uh, legalized assisted suicide for people with depression in Canada. Um, now there's a woman in Canada. Now my theory is Canada just can't afford to continue to spend eight. Th- oh, they spend over eight thousand dollars per citizen per year on healthcare, which is expensive. You can get insurance in this country that will cover you for anything. And you probably won't have to wait as long for an MRI. Canada also is the country who famously made... So the, the waiting list for MRIs in Canada... This is several. This is going back about eight years. But the waiting list for MRIs in Canada was six months at one point. I don't know what it is now. So basically a bunch <coughs> of for-profit MRI clinics opened up in Canada some time ago. Uh, because the thing is... Now, Mike, have you ever had chronic migraines for no reason? Uh, technically. You have? I mean, chronic, no, but I've gotten migraines out of nowhere. So, so I, have, I am a, a person who's had chronic migraines for a time for essentially no reason. And I just went and got an MRI and went to a neurologist, right? Uh, I was getting them. I honestly would have, again, I would have let it go to go back to what we were talking about before. I would have let it go forever, except my girlfriend kept going you're gonna have an aneurysm you're gonna die so i went and took care of it i went to the doctor i got an mri i got a cat scan i got all the tests and they told me you're probably fine you might have a magnesium deficiency fine but because i was going and getting all these tests and i was getting the pressure at home because i was having these headaches um and it was stressing me out it was a perpetual cycle where the headaches were happening more often and i actually did start to get worried that something might be wrong right right what are you doing Nothing. Um, so I started to get, and it became this perpetual thing. And the fact that I could just go get an MRI. So there was a thing where it's like people were just going to pay for MRIs if they could afford it. It's a couple hundred bucks. You'll pay for an MRI. Your doctor looks at it and goes, you don't have a tumor. And they go, oh, thank God. And they go back about their day. And Canada made those clinics illegal. They did not reduce the amount of time that you have to wait for uh, 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 an MRI. They just made it so you couldn't go to them? Yeah. Why? Um, What's the upside, I mean? To not... They just made them illegal because it was gonna... They said it was jeopardizing their national healthcare service if you create a for-profit alternative that's more efficient. So they just got rid of them. They made them illegal. So it's a very bad move. But now they're paying $8,000 per person for healthcare. Um, and uh, we looked it up last week. You can go le- listen to that last episode and get the numbers. We got them from the Canadian Health Ministry's website. Um, and we told the story about a man who literally only had slight hearing loss, was suffering from depression, and uh, 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 killed himself. Um, there was the guy who killed himself because he couldn't get a driver's license. There was the guy who killed himself because he didn't, couldn't get a driver's license. There's, there's been reports of people who literally say, hey, get me the fuck out of here. They're going to kill me. Um, and like, there's, But now the new one is, this is the story, this is a big story this week, still with this program, there's a Paralympian. A hero. Well, I mean, I don't know if you were here. I don't know what her, if she meddled or what. But she was well, a Paralympian. She's a symbol of the country. I believe, I believe a teacher. Uh, she was a productive member of society, mostly. But the Health Service of Canada was supposed to build her a ramp in her house. That's part of her health care. And it wasn't happening fast enough, and she kept calling, and she's a letter 
from the agency she was calling that said they can offer her assisted suicide. Are you fucking with me? I am not fucking with you, Mike. Oh, hold on. I have the article. Um, let me see if I can find it. That doesn't that. seem right. It's absolutely true. Uh, if you just Google Paralympian... No, I mean, I believe that it happened. I'm saying it's oh, morally not right. Her name is uh, uh, Christine Gauthier. Um, so, yeah, she... Any ha- relation to the singer? Nope. Um, <laughs> she, but she does speak only French. She testified in French, which, I mean, I guess is a disability. That is... Just in general. Yeah. Um, it, she testified that they offered to euthanize her. And so now Trudeau is like, we're checking up on this. We shouldn't be offering to kill people simply because they are mad that we didn't build them a ramp fast enough. And uh, 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 I look, I'm at the point where it's just like, look, you know how there's all these things where they say that drug companies sell drugs cheaper to Canada than they do the U.S., right? Is that true? Yes. That's like a big problem with our healthcare system. It's a massive issue with pharmaceutical drugs in this country. Um why the fuck aren't they just buying Mad Moore and just flipping oxies in the U.S.? They should just come down here. Trudeau should just get a truckload. He's got all these truckers that are back at work now, right? Yes. Just load the trucks up with Adderall and Oxycontins and come down here and start pumping that weight, dog. What are you doing? Get these packs. You got it. You can fucking do this, dude. Just flood the streets. They should just start. They should just. What they should do is like just make. They can even just do this in Canada. You want to cover this and stop killing your citizens. Let them kill themselves without your program, dog. Just give them free oxys. It's pretty brilliant. And a pamphlet on how to freebase them. It's going to be fine, dog. It's going to be sick. Yeah, dude. This is a PR nightmare. You know what would be not a PR nightmare? Everybody doing drugs. Because they're not paying... You know who doesn't pay attention to the news, Mike? Drug addicts? Yup. Definitely not. I mean, you ever meet a drug addict when they first get sober and then they start doing stuff that went out of style months ago? That'll happen all over Canada, dude. They won't even realize that people are still fucking... Nobody cares about anything Canadian. No one cares about anything. Not a damn thing. Morale in the whole country will go up. Just start legalized Oxycontin. Not only that, like I said, Canadian Oxycontin could put fucking Chinese fentanyl out of business. Because people want them real oxys. If you can be like, yo, these ain't pressed. I know. I got a guy. Who's your guy? Justin Trudeau, dog. (laughs) I bought these from Justin Trudeau. I got these from a guy in Negro face. I got these from... This is the best best marijuana. I got it from a Negro. (laughs) Jesus. That's from Caddyshack. You getting offended at Caddyshack? Canaddyshack? (laughs) Solid. Um, so, this is, I mean, this is my plan. I think this is the best plan I've ever had for Canada. Easily. Yeah. I think they should do this. Well, other than uh, just breaking off from the North American landmass and falling into the sea. I mean, that's, I, mean, I don't think they can fall into the sea. Isn't it mostly ice under them? Mm, good point. Yeah. I think that's how Canada works. But, I mean, I'm gonna keep, we're going to keep following this story because they are killing themselves at an alarming rate. I mean, is it that alarming? I mean, I don't know. It, there seems to be a new story every week. How many people live in Canada? Seven? I'm not that alarmed. Da- they've killed three of them. <laughs> I'm not that alarmed, dude. The only Canadian is a good Canadian. What? <laughs>
The only That's the title of this episode. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a long day. Mm, moving on. Alex, I'm glad you're here. Uh, so, <laughs> to bring the show full circle. Um, so, you know how Mike needs a car? Yeah. Okay. I think since he's not going to have a car for a while, we should get him one of those, you know those uh, 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 motorized unicycles that people have where they have to wear all the helmets and stuff? We'll get him all the security gear. Okay. How's he going to bring the baby on it? We'll build the thing. Okay. Like a bubble for the baby. That'll be super sick. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm on board. Do you think it will, because he's going to look cyberpunk, but he's a little overweight, so it'll be cyberchunk. That's... <laughs> See how much she likes this? Great. This was all for Alex. Can I tell you something I learned about Mike this week? Uh Uh-huh. He walks around with a certain song stuck in his head like really often. One particular song? One particular song. (laughs) And it's uh, it's the song that goes like, Dee-da-dee-da-dee-dee-do-do. Dee-da-dee-dee-do. That's the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Isn't that so just on brand? Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I really think that the inside of Mike's brain is a Volkswagen commercial from 1995. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> I had one more thing to talk about, but uh <laughs> I think we can just end the show there. We'll save this thing about the Indian guys uh, uh marrying twins for high society. All right. Well, that's it. Uh 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 follow uh, Alex, uh, uh, I am Alex Scar on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Mike VM Harrington on those platforms. Hell yeah, help us out. Uh, we both have oh, our the baby registry. Baby registry posted put the link, on our Instagram. Put, put, we'll put the link in the uh, show notes for this show and for High Society until the ba- every week until the baby's born. Thanks, uh, Chris. But go support these guys. They do great work, and you love them, so buy them a thing for their baby, who's going to be adorable. Really gunning for that Godfather spot. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you were going to say? You know I have a biological brother, right? You don't even like that guy. Yeah, but... Tradition. Did you say, ugh, tradition? <laughs> Did Alex just yuck tradition? I mean, you know that's my... That's the philosophy of this show. <laughs> you know, I, look, it's fine, Mike. It's fine. This is... I'm getting ganged up on. I don't like it. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. I, I get it. I understand. It's perfectly fine. You're going to have to ride that unicycle to make me feel better, is all. Also, check out my uh, Instagram lives I do with uh, Bardia from Premier Dude. Fight Picks every Saturday. We did, turn- you have, did you have the all you did, it was six underdog fights in a row that won? I had. You called all those? You uh, called Clay Guida to win that fight? I did call Clay Guida. I had Clay Guida, Michael Johnson parlay. I had Michael Johnson parlayed with the other five, first five fights of the night. Really? Dude, I had a. That my, my rent and groceries are paid for the month thanks to that fight. That's card. crazy. All thanks to a one hour conversation with Bardia. So tune in uh, for the UFC 282 break. Down. Should be midday Saturday. Go ahead, go check that out. Uh, make some money, and then use that money to buy these guys some nice stuff for their. What is your kid? What's on the baby registry? What's some things? All kinds of stuff. Uh, name one thing that I know you didn't look at it, but Alex, you have access to the microphone. <laughs> I know Mike didn't look at it at all because he's <laughs> he's like, what do babies need? They're fucking tiny. Blanket. There was a pack and play. I think it's the one thing we're missing, dude. Um, there's a ton of stuff. There's baby's first MMA gloves. There's bottles, there's towels, there's, you know, there's little things, like little items. Casa Azul? 
What the hell is this doing on there? Was this Ralph's baby registry? Baby oh, wipes. Yeah. Oh, it's on buy babe. It's on buy by baby. Yeah. Can they search it if they don't want to click a link? Uh, most likely, yeah. Well, what is the thing? What well, is it? Is, is it under Alex Scarlato and Michael Harrington? Alexandra Scarlato and Michael Harrington, yeah. Okay. Alexandria? Alexandra. Alexandra. All right. You said Alexander. I didn't. You did. I heard it that way. Sure. The other people were were gonna hear it that way. Okay. I don't have a cold. Listen, I'm not gonna argue. All right. Get these guys a playpen. Good night. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die Say goodbye.